podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Travel Wet Podcast for Saturday, the second of January, two thousand twenty-one. Happy New Year! How are you doing, Andy? How are you doing, Gordo? Hi, John. Good. Excellent. Excellent indeed. Have you guys watched the Death of Twenty Twenty yet? No. Oh, I had I had heard so many mixed reviews. I just watched it today. The Charlie Brooker. Like, oh, right, okay. No, I haven't watched that. I shall. Like the yearly wipe and format of a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's really enjoyable. Samuel L. Jackson, Hugh Grant plays like a pure old white historian. Oh, I've seen I've seen trailers it, for it. He is. He's. I've seen a tweet on Hugh Grant about t- ten months ago, maybe right. And it was like Hugh Grant has played the same guy in everything he's ever done, even in the movies he's not been in. And then he done The Gentleman, which is like a totally different thing. And then I'm like, he's totally changed everything. Must have read the tweet and be yeah, like, he read I that. He was like, fuck off, I've not been typecast. <laughs> he showed it to his agent. Even they think that. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh I, this is like one of these fake. This feels like we should say Happy New Year, but also it's fake. Like people get this. It's not Happy New Year yet. Yeah, it's not Happy New Year. This is like when they re- when they used to film like the ball dropping in New York, uh-huh. like like at four p.m. on Christmas Eve, and just it might- recorded for everyone to go. Ah, Happy New Year! I remember my my favorite, I, actually my favorite Simpsons line of all time is uh, Marge talking about the Lenny's New Year party, how the worst New Year's ever been. And this is the Homer's like, why was it so bad? He's like, he didn't even have a clock. <laughs> 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 but yeah it's it's very pre-recorded it's very false we aren't in 2021 yet because we all are still carrying the baggage of this year which i feel we've, we've carried quite well like yeah yeah i, fi- I finished i finished the year on a, a absolute tear there that clean yeah you did last week. Um, i mean i totally undersold my picks completely like i wish i was funny we done a we done a, a zoom cooking day where we all picked and then I obviously looked at my picks for the podcast like four hours after the Zoom call at 3pm. We agreed only 3pm kickoffs on Saturday when we had a couple of drinks on Zoom. And I had taken three games from the 3pms on this podcast that were all around evens or better. And okay, never, never put any of them forward for the pick. And the pick I did pick was for both teams to score in a 0-0 game. <laughs> Solid. Was it, was it yeah. Stoke? <laughs> <Was> <laughs> <that>? <laughs> <laughs> so my banker was Leicester versus Man United so the early kickoff on, on Saturday and it was 1-1 one, one, one at half time very early goals safe as but we did call this one out to be a high scoring game so I wish I'd backed it way more um, both teams scoring both halves in that game was 12-1 to one, which is well, I, took, I took both teams to score in the first half 3-1 to one. so thank you very John yeah that was nice really uh, good my banker was, I guess, a favourable result. Portsmouth versus Swindon. Game postponed. Bet void. Mine We're going to get a lot of that over the next yeah. couple of months, guys. Oh, I, I, and mine was, mine was the same. I, I actually feel slightly aggrieved I didn't stick with my original banker because it was it was just part of that Man United game. It was over 1.5 goals. Um, but yeah, it was... My game, I think, was stenhouse muir Brecha. I, I couldn't actually because I changed it on the call Morton Inverness Morton Inverness that was it um, uh, Morton Inverness cancelled so didn't, didn't didn't have a shot at a banker my value banker was... treble came in with a yeah, one it, right. it, 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 it didn't lose it didn't lose no it came in John it came in it came in one my value was in the Scottish Premier League just to, 
uh, Aberdeen versus St. Johnston. I'd said I thought it'd be 2-0. Um, St. Johnston almost ruined the value pick by taking the lead, but they did then concede the two goals that I had assumed they would concede. Aberdeen went on to win 2-1. Really good pick. That was actually a pick that someone had picked on the cutting day. So I felt reassured when someone else had called it. I was like, yes, we're in. Uh, my value was a winner as well. Took Everton away at Sheffield United uh, 3-4. And they won 1-0 with a goal in the 80th minute. Unfortunately not. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who did have a really good chance in the first half, he almost scored an absolute peach of a volley with, which would have been lovely, because I did feel if Everton ever scored in that game, it was done. Sheffield United just seemed absolutely lost, man. I feel yeah, so bad for they them. Like they're, just, I, they're, they're dead in the water. Like they're, I, don't, they're... I don't know. See, if you keep changing your centre-forwards, the, the two centre-forwards every single game, you're not going to get anything. Like You can't keep bringing different Brewster in McGoldrick in, Billy Sharp in, McBurney in, Burke in. He's like, just fucking pick two and have a run of games with them. Yeah. Because the defence is all right. Like, the They concede one goal every game. <laughs> that's Aye. it. But they don't score, so that, that's it. Um, my value came in. Um, my value, I probably should have taken as my outsider as a straight up bet. Yeah. This was Gazantep versus Alanya Spore. Um, Gazantep won 3 1. Uh, it was just under even money for, in fact, it was a little more under than even money, 5 to 7 for um, Gazantep double chance at home. Um, they went on to win that game. I was actually tempted to take them again this week because they're playing Ezrazum, um, who done in my charity bet that we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but Aye, uh, Gazantep should have taken them outright instead of just a double chance, but that's where the value is. Yeah, see, I was glad you took the double chance at the start because Ali Ansport don't lose a lot of games. I can see a lot of goals, but they get absolutely pumped 3-1. I know. Um, Gazantep look good. They, they're the form team in that league with 13, 13 points from 15. My outsider was in the English Championship, Coventry versus Stoke. I'd called out the 0-0 draws. I'd called it out. Um, I'd taken the draw at 21 to 10. The game did finish Coventry now, Stoke now, and what sounds like the worst game, but the most predictable game of that league campaign. It seems to be. I, I watched the highlight package that the Championship do, and there was one shot each on the highlight package, and that is everything that I needed to know about the game. And that was them scraping the barrel for it. Yeah, I, I shot for 30 yards. Yeah, it was found Aye. footage from a previous <laughs> game. <laughs> um, my outsider was Antwerp versus Charleroi. And they took the lead. Um, it looked and, and good for a while, man. Win. It did. Uh, Antwerp then equalised in the 73rd minute and scored again in the 78th to, to kill that. But there was a point that was looking really nice at 13-5, to 5, but ultimately, no good. See, that's the thing. See, if I had like, stuck 20 quid on a 13-5, you know at 70 minutes I'm probably taking that out because I'm probably getting a decent wedge off of it because of the yeah, odds. Shite bag, shite bag siren. <laughs> 70% is always my rule. 70% of the winnings I will take as cash out. All the time. All the time. You get me 70% of something I didn't have, I'm fucking taking it. That's a bad rule. It's not um, a bad rule, Gordon. It's a terrible rule. It's, uh, Think of all the money you've left on the table. But it, it, it depends. Depends how many of his bets lose yeah. within that margin. Yeah, I need to keep I track guess. of that. Because yeah. um, I had a I couple of... I had a couple of big bets during the week where I was one off, like the the my five team acca. Arsenal let me down, and then another one I had that, about a hundred quid cash out and stuff. And they were never were like I had a three grand coupon, like to return three grand, and I wasn't there was no way I was getting seventy percent of that at any point. Like, um, but yeah, and I felt slightly aggrieved because a hundred quid still a lot of money to take out, but I shite bag, John. Most no, 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 right. So 
it's a perfectly good rule. But I will track it in 2021. Anytime I cash out, I will note the winner or the loser. But I thought you always cash out when it gets to 70%. Like, you can set that as a rule. I don't always get to 70%. I don't always get to 70%. But you can set it. Bet365 allow you to set that as a rule. If the cash out ever gets above X value, insta yeah. cash out. Then you can yeah, but if games are, if then games you're, are... Then you're real just... Yeah, but if games were all like, I suppose, 2-0, maybe in leagues they don't offer that cash out league, that early payout. But if teams are winning 2-0, I'm not even going to be looking at it, right? Oh, right, so it's not a, it's not a rule. It's just something you do sometimes. Oh, yeah, if it's tight. Oh, my God. Why all, right, right, all right, all right, all right, okay. Right, sorry, you made it out by saying it was a rule, as if it was some sort no, of No, 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 I don't rule. cash it all the time. I don't cash it all the time. What I'm saying is, if I'm getting off of the cash out, I'm nervous, and I'm getting 70%, I'm taking it, I'm taking it. And God, though, you just mentioned Arsenal there. I listened back to last week's podcast before Arsenal had won a game, and I kept, I think I said three times the same sentence, play fucking youngsters. Play I, fucking youngsters. Yeah. I rhymed off Saka, Emmy Rose-Smith, Joe Willock, Martinelli, who just came back from injury, Holden, who I think is the best centre-half in the team, who seems to still be fucking dismissed as being this shite, shite centre-half. Anytime Holden plays with a good back four, we do well. And they've won two games. That's Smith-Rowe and Martinelli come back. Smith-Rowe, Saka and Martinelli are better than playing Obama Yang, Pepe and Willian in that three. I mean, I mean, he's, he's, he's finally done it, but he was forced into doing it, Arteta. Because it didn't was do that through it. choice. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, that's so like saying work Klopp, out well in the end. That, that's like saying Klopp is like rotate. Ah, yeah, oh, he, he needs to look at more younger defenders. It's like no, no, no. All our fucking defenders are dead. <laughs> like that's why the under seventeens are starting. I mean, um, don't, don't get me wrong, though. West Brom for Arsenal this weekend is going to be rotten. Uh, you'll be you'll be okay against them. They, I mean, Leeds took them apart. Like yeah, but Leeds play a very different game to Arsenal. A lot less sideways passing. They get Dallas and Ailing from their defence right up the pitch at every opportunity. Arsenal don't play like that. Could they? With, with, that, I think with, that, with Sa- that kids team? Like, with because of the high pace? Maybe, but will, will they set up to do so is a totally different matter because yeah. Arteta seems, and, and previous Arsenal managers have always seemed, that it's a very possession-based game and it allows the it allows the opposition to set up behind them defensively time and time. They give them time to do it. And then they wonder why they struggle to break a team down like West Brom that will be well organised under Sam Allardyce. You need to do you need to do the blitzkrieg that, that Leeds did. Did you and, see, and get a wee bit of luck? Did you see the percentage possession stats when they drew with Liverpool? Did you see what, what West Brom's West Brom's possession was at the end of the game? Well, it will have been. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll let you guess. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take a guess. I would be total would, possession. Yeah, twenty-two percent. I'd say seventeen. I watched the game. Nine. Fucking hell. Nine <laughs> percent possession. That's and, why and they got a result. And, yeah, right, and they got a result. See, and if they do that to Arsenal, Arsenal struggle in those in those situations. Yeah. So I mean I, I still I still hope Arsenal win. Um Yeah, I've avoided it because of this exact point. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, my outsider to, to, to round off that was um, Wolves versus Wolves Spurs. Um I thought Wolves would get a win. They got a draw with a late, late goal. You were both right, though, that Wolves hold in. It, sorry, yeah. Tottenham set up so defensively that it, it was draw or Tottenham. was never really a Wolves yeah. win. Mate, uh, it's, it's annoy- it annoys me so much from a betting point of view, but from a despising Spurs and Jose Mourinho point of view, I love what they're doing just now. They are, He's the only manager I know in this league that takes a one-goal league and refuses with, with the, the arsenal he has at his disposal. 
I know Bale's injured, but if you look at the players he had, he had Lucas, Bale, Lacelso, Ali, Bergwijn, Son, Kane. He's got seven or eight of those players to choose from from his front three or four. And he still insists on just fucking playing negative football at 1-0. Like, like that was it. As soon as he took the lead, they were never going to attack again. And Wolves, they just allowed Wolves to put pressure on them. So made me really happy. And honestly, fuck him. Because I cannot stand Jose Mourinho. Wait until he has to play against um, West Brom. Now that's that's a game where no one like might might just they might just agree that like during the fucking armistice like nil nil it will just take a nil nil for both of us or a one each we'll go home not make our fans suffer. John, your charity. The charity was Ross County versus St Martin. Although it definitely changed on two red cards, both for Ross County and St Martin to win the game two nil. I called that one two nil as well. I did not fancy, and I did not foresee what happened last night to your mob, Gordo. Jesus, <laughs> Ross County turning over hems. I mean, he got. Wow. Them. We've we've been we've been really poor after any time. In fact, I brought this up the last time this happened. Anytime we play an old firm team, irrespective of the result, we're shite the next game. Yeah, and you um, should have got a point out of the Rangers game because you're the better team for like sixty minutes. Yeah, well, I mean that's the last couple of games where same with Dundee United. We should have been we should have been getting a point, but on the other side, we would have. We were the better team for most. That's of the a game. new manager. That's, was that John Hughes's first game in charge? No, yeah. no. Was it not his second? No, but he said he, he had the Celtic game and he oh. had the Simon game. Yeah, he had the Celtic. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, said, so he, said, new, he, said, he said in the six days he's had one training session. So like, he said, six days, he's that's just it. been like putting players out and hoping like they've figured out some of the stuff. Yeah. he said, but it, it was a poor, poor result for us but it, there was a couple of games yeah, last um, night where it, where it went like that Motherwell um, see Motherwell's boss is left as well gone he resigned today uh, so that's that's two Motherwell and Ross County two teams in the SPL that now have new managers that are in a state of flux but uh, yeah Stephen Robinson did quite well at Motherwell took them to really a couple well. of cup finals got them third in the league um, sold Tumble for three done. million sold Hasty to us for two million yeah so made a packet of money for the yeah. club but I mean he's got to look back at his three years there and think yeah I did a fucking really good job there's not much more he could have done, could have done really yeah your charity pick um, uh, yeah my charity pick lost I picked uh, Charlton home to Plymouth uh, they came from behind twice to eventually draw the game two each I kind of thought when they got their second equaliser with 25 minutes to go that they might try and push on to win but following the updates on Soccer Saturday didn't seem up to much and my, my, this, this, um, my charity bet was probably the most disappointing result of the whole weekend, I guess, for all of us, um, was, was Yeni versus Ezerum. Ezerum bottom of the league, absolutely ranked rotten. Um, Yeni doing pretty well. Uh, Ezerum took the lead 1-0. Yeni brought it back to one each, and then Ezerum went on to win 3-1. Very unexpected result. 3-1 you would have got for an Ezerum win. Um, but... Rank, rank rotten. So I was, I was one out of three with my postponed banker, um, which isn't isn't my best week. But I, you know, with the banker, I'd have been two out of four, and I'd have been quite content with that. Well, it's a new year, God though. It's a new year for charity. So we can turn, we can turn this, turn the ship on. But the the highlight of the week for not the podcast, but people who follow the podcast was definitely without doubt fucking Struan Errington, right? Oh, superb. Oh, well fucking played. How many teams were in that? About four thousand. Oh, I think I, it was. I think it was sixteen, and there were a couple of postponed games. I'm. I'm not certain. Uh, but it was. It was. It was over ten. 
It was like one of those. I seen like one of the. I seen a tweet. It was like uh, a Stuart Lee Christmas cracker joke, and it's like a massive scroll. That was <laughs> a wee, that was a wee what his paper coupling would look like. Aye, the guy, Be- the guy, fucking beautiful though. Yeah. What was that? That was that was a fiver into over a grand. Ugh. What what a Boxing Day man! What oh, it was a. I've just pulled up. It was a tenfold that had two void games, so it ended up being an eightfold. <sighs> But yeah, and it, there was there was when Lithgow Rose were on there three to one. Oh, the Scottish so Cup, of course. He wasn't he wasn't just picking you know nailed on favourites. That's a very 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 good eightfold. Well done, Strud. I, I hope he did it steaming on Christmas Day as well. Like do you know what I mean? Like, ah, these are all the games that are on the morrow and get down at the bottom and then just waking up the next day with a grand and you're excellent. But no, that that was a fantastic win and uh, yeah, beating the bookies is what we're all about. So. That, that takes it to the next level. So, Saturday, 2nd of January, 2021, our first picks of the new year. Uh, I'm going for a banker. I've tried to stay... I've, my outsider and my charity are both in the UK, but I tried to go outside the UK just wary of how many games seem to be getting postponed now and it's made me cautious so I have went for a banker in the Portuguese league on Saturday night Sporting Lisbon versus Braga I'm going for a goal in the second half at 1-4 to four. these two teams just fucking score hundreds of goals Braga have scored a second half goal in the last seven games so I'm very confident one of those games was a league cup game in which they scored six goals in the second half so they are a team that just constantly attack I remember from Rangers played them and they don't seem to have changed their style of play it's just all out going for it. Lisbon on the top of the table. It'll be a good, it'll be a really good game, actually. A lot of the Portuguese games seem to be on free sports. So mm. I can't confirm that yeah, now, yeah. but no, I'm going to have a look out for it on Saturday night. But yeah, goal in the second half is 24, and it's just really good odds for that. My banker, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a game in Scotland, in a, in a low league game in Scotland, so there's obviously a chance that this doesn't go ahead. <laughs> but for now, uh, Saturday, 3pm in League 2 in Scotland, Albion Rovers versus Queen's Park. Uh, Queen's Park doing very well just now, and I'll take them for another away win at odds of 2-7. to seven. Uh, So this is top against second bottom. Um, Queen's Park, 23 points from nine matches. Albion Rovers, six points from nine matches. Uh, Queens have been very good away from home. They've taken 13 points from five away games. So that's four wins and a draw. Scoring seven times and conceding only once away from home all season. So pretty damn good. Um, Albion Rovers only have three points at home all season. Um, Queens won this fixture 2-0 in October when it was played in Glasgow. It's just going to be an easy win for Queens Park if the game goes ahead. Yeah, I'd agree. A Queens... Have Queen's Park always been in that division? Like it feels like for as long as I've known they always No, I'm sure they got promoted. When I feel like they're always on well the back. bottom division. No, I think I think they've been to I think they got up into league the the first division. Um, yeah, League One. I th- uh, I I think I remember it. Well either way, it would have been a while. I fancy them to continue their form and I fancy them actually got this year with Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to see them do that. Um, and mine is so my my charity pick to round us off is you mean your banker? And my, sorry, my banker this week uh, <laughs> is Juventus versus Udinese. So uh, Juventus are playing at home, Udinese away. 
Now, if you look at Juventus's home form, they've slipped up in their last two games. They lost 3-0 to Fiorentina and drew 1-1 with Atalanta. However, if you look at the Fiorentina game, they went down a man after 11 minutes. So you can't really read much into that. Udinese's away form has been pretty good. That's why you're getting decent odds on this. However, the last team they played was Benevento, in which they lost 2-0. That was one of the games on that mega coupon we talked about. Uh, Benevento will feature later on in this podcast. Um, so the Juventus I'm going to take at home against a kind of average Udinese team. You're getting good odds because of what's happened to Juventus recently. You can get them at 4-9 to nine here. Um, Ronaldo scored in almost every game that they've played this season. He's scoring more away from home than at home. I think they're going to do, they'll comfortably beat Udinese. It'll be 2-0, you know, and, and you'll be paid out after 80 minutes, probably. That'll be when the second goal comes. The Italians never get seem to get two early goals. They don't like to rest on, it's not like they pre, during the English Premier League, you're like, oh, I've taken leads, they're 2-0 up. That's good now because they're probably going to go on to lose 6-2 or 4-3 or something like that. When, when Juventus go 2-0 up, they stay 2-0 up. So, 4-9, you're getting Juventus at home to beat Udinese. I think that's cracking odds, actually. I'm really, really a, a big fan of that, Gordon. I'm also a big fan of the 2-0. That's, uh, that was the result when I looked at it when you sent the pick through. It just reeked of it. I, I think the last time I said that, Juventus yeah. did win 2-0. So I'm now going to have to back it because I was annoyed at myself for not doing it last time. My value pick is in La Liga. It's Real Madrid versus Celta Vigo. I'm taking both teams to score in this game at 8-11. Um, Celta Vigo are averaging in the league in the last 10 games, 2.4 goals a game, which is a fucking shit lot for Celta Vigo. Real Madrid, if you look at their home form, they've kept three clean sheets in the last five games. They've been against better teams. Atletico Madrid, Munchen Gladbach, two of those teams. Like, see teams when they have to really turn up and concentrate. Real Madrid seem to just get the job done, but they've conceded at home this season to Huesca, Alaves, and Cadiz. So they've conceded to teams in their own Celta Vigo with similar form, similar type of players, similar set, a uh, similar style of football. So because of that, the forty-five eight to eleven is the odds differentiation in different bookmakers. I just really fancy both teams to score. I think you're getting way too good a value for Real Madrid to concede in a game that they will be sloppy and they will give up chances. And Celta Vigo having that 2.4 goals averaging in the last 10 games is way too high. So they, granted, again, there's a 6-0 cup win against low league opposition in that. But the exception to that is nine La Liga games. They're still hitting a lot of goals. So, yeah, both teams to score Real Madrid-Celta. Really fancy that. My value pick is in Germany, Saturday at 2.30pm UK time in the Bundesliga. Werder Bremen versus Union Berlin, and I think there's value to be had in a big price of 6-4 to four for an away win here. So that's uh, pretty hefty odds for a value pick, but, you know, for first coupon of the new year going all out. Uh, Bremen have really struggled this season. They're 13th place, 14 points from 13 games. Uh, Union are in 6th spot, 21 points so far. Uh, Bremen won their last game before the, the winter break, and that snapped a nine-game league streak without a win. So they have been really out of form. Uh, Union have been good value this season. They've won five games, drew six, and only lost two. Um, so, so performing pretty well. They tend to start games strongly as well. And I feel if they start this game strongly against Bremen, Bremen won't have the firepower to make a decent comeback. Because um, while Bremen can score goals, they tend to only score one in any 90 minutes. Uh, so a Union Berlin win, uh, odds of six to four. Yeah, and that was my only concern is I think they need to keep a clean sheet, which they're more than capable of doing. 
But I think that's going to be key. If they can keep a clean sheet, I definitely fancy them to score. Well, that union only two losses, considering one of them was a game where they went down to ten men. Yep. Like, yeah, the, the, you know, it's, they're, the they're, game. Aren't, yeah, they're not they're not losing many. Uh, I'll take us to the Sierra A for the value pick for me. Um, so I am taking Verona away at Spezia at the odds of five to four. Now, if you look at their overall form uh, over the last five games. Spezia have been rubbish they've lost four of their last five games that they've played they got a 2-2 draw with Bologna in there they lost to Genoa they lost to Inter they lost to Crotone they lost to Lazio now if you look at Verona's away form in their last five away games they've drawn with Fiorentina they beat Lazio they beat Atalanta they lost to Caligari they drew with AC Milan and they drew with Juventus so they're doing pretty well now I think the fact that if you look at Spezia's last five games, they've got one point from it. Verona have got five from the last five, but they're now playing the worst team in the league. Now, their, their historic kind of figure and the historic fixtures between the two, Verona have won the last three games away at Spezia um, and they even beat them at home the last time they played. I'm going to take this as a comfortable, a comfortable win for them. I think it'll probably be 3-1. That would be my guess on there. I might do it as a correct... Might do If we're doing correct scores, John, here, I might do a correct score treble with that, the, the, the UV one, and a later game that I shall mention. Um, but yeah, Verona away at Spezia, 5-4. to four. I'm quite comfortable with that. Yeah, even on the... So Spezia drew now now with Atalanta, who are a very good side, but Atalanta had two goals chopped off for offside. Yeah, they were both VARD. Yeah. I'm just looking at stats. They could have been miles offside for Arno, but if they were VARD off, it means they were tight. Yeah. Um, they drew two each with Bologna. Bologna were 2-0 down, came back and missed a 97-minute penalty. Yeah. So it's two, two, the two points they've had out the last five home games could have potentially been defeats quite easily. Come to, yeah. yeah well. and, and the losses that they've taken have been bad losses. Like, it's it's... They aren't playing well. You know, the, the other teams that have came up with them, like Benevento, have been really good. Yeah. Like, they've come up and they haven't they haven't been claiming that many points, but they're getting results against kind of teams that they need to be beaten. So, um, I, I'm, I'm very happy with that. And I'm excited to hear about your outsider, John. My outsider is in the Scottish Championship and it is Dundee to beat Hearts. It tends Whoa. to be... Um, yeah, sorry, Andy. Well, this is mixed, right? Because it's... Andy's derby team against Gordo's derby team. Yeah. So it's the anti-you guys. It is. Um, I just watched the first game of the season where Hearts absolutely dominated them. Yeah, but see, to be fair, see, since then... They Dundee's, didn't rank. Dundee, <laughs> Dundee's home form has seemed to have really been the thing that stabilised them. And um, on the flip side to that, Hearts have, I mean, technically right, because one of them's at Hamden, but Hearts haven't won in three of their last five away games. So they've lost two, won two, and then they get beaten Celtic the cup final at Hamden. It's just that concern. Anytime Hearts seem to have played like a loss to Aloha, a loss to Dunfermline, these are teams that they probably should be beating. So it seems like they maybe struggle going away from home a little bit. And it's the, the comfort of Time Castle or a good pitch that's keeping them in games or, or letting them show a bit of their quality. I just think Dundee beat Aloha 3-1, do three each with Dunfermline, but they should have won that game as well. Um, good wins over a bro. Cove, who were good in League One up until very recently and seem to have fallen apart a little bit. I just think Hearts seem to be travelling a wee bit more difficult. I don't know how much the the fixture congestion, the game against Celtic going 120 minutes, losing the cup final, maybe have an impact on them travelling again. But I, I do think Dundee being 10 to some of them, Some of them are cup games though. Am I right in saying Hearts? They've, they've only lost one game all season. Yeah, Allah. And and the rest have been wins. Yeah. Not not draws. No, no, they've won nine. Won nine. No, won eight, lost one, yeah. 
Yeah. So the week, because like for people that don't know the league, like Gordon saying like they've been rank and then you talking about draws and stuff, they've literally won all but one game of their of their league campaign. Yeah. Almost a one hundred percent record. They're, yeah. they're not rubbish. No, but D- Dundee are all Dundee are also third, and Dundee are picking up better form now. So Dundee have won what four of the last. Well, three. I don't know about that because Hearts' last five games in the league have all been wins. One, two, yep, 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 and yep, yep. Their 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 league form's still good, but I, I get I get what yeah. you're saying. Like re- recent performances in in cup games, lost and stuff lost like that. a game in the league cup to Allah. Yeah, they lost to them. Fermlin was really poor. I, I think they're going to be poor travellers. The back to back league games that they've won. Oh, there, there we go. Four of those five have been home league games yeah. that they've won in a row. So I don't know. I don't actually know. Is that because of the cup final they've missed an away game? Dundee haven't lost since January at home. Granted, that has a massive break in the middle of it. Um, I just, I just think the odds are way too. The, the disparity in these odds are ridiculous. It's still third versus first with third being at home. I think Hearts are struggling away from Newcastle. I think that will be the downfall this season. The way they say, it. "You live through Robbie Nielsen, right?" In that league, it is very much try and pick up points at home and yeah. be structured away. Hearts should win this game, but not not Dundee being ten to three, not Dundee being more than three to one. No chance. Uh, double chances evens for any shite bags out there. But I'm going ten to three. Dundee win at home in Hearts. I think I think oh, I really I really like this. I think this is a really good pick. I think Dundee are starting to turn the screw up, but I think they've got settled and the teams that Dundee have a really decent team. I think this is baffling that they started the league so shitely that they've had to now start picking mm-hmm. up points. I think 23 is way too high. I think Hearts away form is going to be a problem, but I think they'll breeze the league just by being too good at Tynecastle. I like that pick and what was what Andy was saying about uh, us saying that, that Hearts were shite. That, that that might be slightly unfair upon Hearts, considering the only two games of Hearts this season that I've watched because they were on BBC Alba were Dunfermline and our Broth when they won one nil, and the Dunfermline one where they lost two one. So I must have just have a negative. I already have a negative opinion of Hearts, right? But I had an even worse one watching did after you, watching them. You, so you didn't see the the opening game of the season against Dundee where they, they absolutely game. killed them. They six and they, six and they two or something. Two. Was that? Yeah. Six two. And they looked very good for it. So that a broth game, Gordo. Who got man of the match in that broth game? I don't know. The fuck? Craig Gordon, because our broth pummeled them the full yeah. game. Craig Gordon had two worldy saves. And that was when everyone was greeting about him being back in the Scotland squad, because he was actually fucking phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think hearts are struggling against teams that are just playing negative playing championship football because Hearts are a Premier League team. But yeah, I'm still standing by it. 10 is way too good for that. Take us away. My outsider is, is in Germany in the Bundesliga, 14.30, so 2.30pm UK time. It's similar to your pick, John, in the sense that I think it's two teams that you know aren't far apart from each other in the league, albeit this is the bottom end of the league, and you're just getting a much better price. Um, on, on one of the teams it's FC Cologne against Augsburg so Cologne are one place and one point above the relegation zone 11 points from 13 games Augsburg 11th spot with 16 points from 13 games so only 3 points out Cologne have not won a league match at home yet this season 2 draws, 5 defeats um, I reckon this will probably be quite a tight match because Augsburg aren't exactly brilliant but the fact that you're getting better than 2-1 to on them, you'll get 21-10 to for Augsburg to win here, that's enough for me um, to to take that price. Coulomb haven't won this this fixture 
since 2011. No. So the last 12 it's, iterations have either been a draw or a... Or an Augsburg win. Yeah. yeah. And add into that the fact they've not won at home all season. I just think, I mean, but like Augsburg aren't a stick on here. No. But 21 to 10, I'll have a piece of that. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a good. It's a game that I'll be able to watch. I like that. I always <laughs> like if you pick a game I can actually watch. I'll be fucking it, wrecked by then. I'll be absolutely wrecked by then. <laughs> that could like it doesn't I'll matter when the game is, John. That. That, that that could be any like you can, any I'll be party. wrecked by them. Could be any time. <laughs> like this game could be played tomorrow night. Um. So I, I I'll round off the outsiders here uh, with a game that will. I'm sure I'm going to receive a lot of flack for here, which is Huesca versus Barcelona. Bottom of the league, Huesca uh, play sixth place, struggling Barcelona. I say struggling Barcelona because of their most recent result. Um, when they were playing, let me just see, sorry again, uh, against Ibar, uh, they, they, they drew one each with Ibar, lacking a Messi. They also drew 2-2 two, uh, two, two with Valencia recently. Now, the reason I've picked this, I've taken Huesca to draw with uh, Barcelona here at four to one, Huesca's home form hasn't been terrible. They had they drew with Levante, they beat Alaves, they lost one 0 to Sevilla to an eighty fifth minute goal. They drew one one with Ibar, they drew two two with um, Valladolid, and then this is probably the most key result for me here. They drew nil nil with Atletico Madrid. Now I think Huesca are one of these teams that the only way they're going to get any points this league is getting results at home. Now, this game on the at the, the camp now, you know, you wouldn't be anywhere near. But I think in Barcelona's most recent fixtures, I haven't looked at them. They're a team without an identity. They're a team in transition. I fancy Huesca think they'll get something out of this and they'll try and get something out of this. Um, and for that matter, I'm taking them at four to one. Um, I'm taking, sorry, the draw at four to one, not Huesca. Um I think it's a bit too much to ask them to get the win, but I think they could grind out a draw here. Uh, you're getting them at four to one in this spot. I think I could record like two versions of my, my reply to this. And one would be that yes. I, can to- I can totally see this being a draw. And the other one, I could also totally see Barcelona winning 4 now. Yeah. Yeah. I because- think what I'm going to do is put my outsider on this week and then a double on Hearts and Barcelona both <laughs> minus two. Hearts and Barcelona minus two. Boom. <laughs> I really like the, the Huesca shout for double chance, which is actually 74, which is still really good odds. And it's it's based on the two I looked at, Gordo, was the Sevilla home game, the Flight of Madrid home game. Yeah. They, gave, they gave up 70% of the ball. They gave up loads of chances and still managed to see out for a draw. Well, the, the Sevilla game, like you said, was a late, late winner, sorry. Mm-hmm. But there's a Cadiz game that they lost 2-0. And those are the games where it's a totally different style where they expect yeah. to come out. And they, they have to come it. out and play football and, they, yeah. and, it, and it's difficult. It's like if you ask, like, I think like West Brom losing in the cup is something you'll see. Let's see West Brom having to play against like Chorley or someone. It's like, oh no, we, we have to go and attack. What is, what's going to happen? Um, I think they would lose that kind of game. Um, but I, I think Wesker suits them so much because they don't, they, having the ball is not important. The, the draw is important. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're going to get that four to one if you fancy something a bit spicier. Maybe don't, if you're taking the Mega Coupon this week, maybe don't flap it on the Mega Coupon. Maybe take it as a little, a little side bit. But uh, four to one, you'll get that. I like it. So here we go again, Gordo. Charity, 2020 £10 of our own money on a treble. The winnings come in, the whole lot goes to charity. If not, we give the 10 at the end of the season for all the bets that didn't win anyway. So there is money guaranteed, but hopefully we get to give more over. I'm going with 
my arch nemesis. I'm going Spurs v Leeds. I'm taking Spurs, which could I could have easily taken Leeds as the outsider at 16 to 5, honestly. But everything I've just said, everything Andy talked about with the way Leeds play, the way Leeds go at teams is set up for what Spurs did to Man U when they trounced yeah. them 6-1 at home. This is so set up for the exact opposite of what I've just said about Mourinho, whereby Kane and Son just have attacked the game in their lives because Leeds are really sloppy defensively. Oh, it, yeah. It's mental. It's men- the, way, the way they play, and I would never want it to change, but I can see Spurs just catching it's them. It's wonderful, though. It's wonderful watching Leeds. Like, but I, I, I totally agree with you. In a game where, where Spurs are... Good. They've got quality players. Let's be honest. They're not. They're not just a group of eleven dudes set up defensively. Yeah. Like they are. They are quality players that are well drilled into this system. So when they do get the break, they take their chances and they're ruthless. Leeds will. Leeds will bomb up the Dallas Ailing Alioski. They'll all bomb up the pitch. They leave holes absolutely everywhere for Spurs to exploit. And the other thing, uh, is, I, Spurs game. Yeah. The other thing is, Spurs game midweek get yeah. called off, so they've had a rest. And Leeds haven't. So Leeds have played the three games in the week. Spurs have played the two and had the, the five days off. So they'll be coming in fresher. I, I just can't see. 45 to me is really, really generous. And it's only based on the way Leeds play. This is going to be another Leeds face in Man U, Where if they don't get it right, they're going to have a fucking pumping on their hands. That's how I feel. Which is, good, which is going to be bad for me because I have the Leeds keeper and two Leeds defenders in my fantasy draft team. Hopefully, hopefully they don't uh, play then. Because they need to be rota- rotating their squad, right? Well, hopefully, hopefully the game ends like five four or something, and those defenders get a couple of assists because that yeah. that always pulls me out, uh, that always pulls me out the fire. Um, my charity pick for this week, I am really boosting the odds here. I just like this pick, um, and I wanted to get it in the podcast somewhere. It easily could have been my outsider because it's exactly the same price. England's League One on Saturday at three p.m. Battle of the basement. This is uh, Swindon versus Wigan. Both teams right down at the foot of the table in the relegation zone. Swindon, 23rd place with 17 points from 20 games. Wigan only a place above in 22nd with 19 points. And I'm going to side with Wigan, uh, the away from home team, at a big price of over 2-1. to one. Their form's better at the moment. They've picked up eight points in their last five matches. Swindon, they've only managed one point in that period. Um, I can see it again being a tight and horrible match. Uh, and I think both both teams are equally as likely to win this game. So I'll take the one that's priced over 2-1. Um, I'm, I'm quite a fan of that because Swindon have taken some scuddings. Um, yeah, and I think Wigan, Wigan's away result at Fleetwood was probably the most impressive of that kind of run through there. 2-1, uh, it, it's way too high. I think that's really good. That's a really good outsider as well, if anyone's looking at it. If you fancy subbing in that, Barcelona one for for maybe something slightly more <laughs> slightly more no, don't, don't 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 do that because that'll end up a draw now and both mine will lose yeah. and it'll just be uh, uh, oh why did I sub them out oh man um, so I, 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 now I can say I will round off the charity bet here uh, as I did earlier on at the start when I claimed that that was uh, <laughs> bankers um, I am taking. Um, Borussia Mönchengladbach away at Armenia Bielefeld. Borussia Mönchengladbach are in 8th place. Armenia Bielefeld are in 16th place in an 18-team league. Mönchengladbach haven't been fantastic away from home, but Bielefeld have been rank rotten at home. 
Uh, they lost to Augsburg. They beat Mainz 2-1. They lost to Leverkusen. They lost to Dortmund. They lost to Bayern. They will lose to Borussia Mönchengladbach. I mean, those last three teams, Gordon, and I, I'm just bringing this up now because I looked at this game and I wanted to pick Mönchengladbach somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the more I looked at it, the more I dissuaded myself from the idea that it was good going anywhere near this. And I think it was for what for what you've just mentioned there, those results, they're good teams. Those last three you 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 just rhymed off there. There's no real disrespect in losing those games absolutely not there isn't however I think the Mugin Gladbach are a team of the same class as those other teams and a team of I think the league league position in recent form would maybe suggest otherwise well they lost they drew with Frankfurt they lost to Real this is their away form they drew with Frankfurt they lost to Real Madrid you know they drew with Freiburg they lost they lost 4-3 to Leverkusen in a game where anything went you know, uh, they, they, they actually yeah. was a late Lazaro goal that, that took it away from being a draw. They've been playing against tougher teams of recent. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at Frankfurt's home form has been really good. Um, I just think Mönchengladbach will have enough to get past Bielefeld. I think that's what it was. I think I think that because Mönchengladbach should win the game and I did, I did want to pick them. Um, but... I don't necessarily know if their, their their fixture list has been thick and heavy, and I don't I don't know if they do have enough. But they've had a wee, a wee rest over the Christmas period. Yeah, they went, went yeah and to come back that, strong. That Frankfurt game that was three three. They went. Bruce Munich Gladbach went up one nil, lost three goals, and still managed to get a result out of it. So it's not like they are, you know, they're mm-hmm. struggling for goals or anything. They they, they played a lower. I I, 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 I don't. I don't, don't dislike the pitch yeah. at all. There's just something. I, I don't. I, I don't dislike it. It's just. It's just because I know I almost picked it. Because when I was doing my research for this week, it was. <laughs> it was one of the games that I favoured straight away. It was like I'll come back to that. And for some reason, over a, couple, a, a few hours, I talked myself out of it. Do you know what's quite um, funny as well? I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just airing those thoughts. I assumed that you would have what's picked that? it because I because I'd put yeah. it. So, so, when, so Andy sent through his picks first, and I picked it, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's picked that, hasn't he?" And I went in, and you hadn't, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's that's good, then he must because I thought maybe you'd take it." Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm happy enough to add it into the charity bet, um, cool. and. Yeah, that should that should take away. The only other thing I want to mention this week, the only other thing, and I'm sure John, I, I'm, I'll tell you what John's going to mention in a minute. He'll mention cards in an old firm game. That's what's coming. Oh, I'll get some special. It's actually Andy Halliday really hates this. Or, you know, that was the that was the last one, which was pretty good, was it not? Andy Halliday. Halliday needs my favorite. I said on this podcast, Halliday Neesmith was three to one. It was fucking ten to one on bet three six five. Mental what? disparity between the two, isn't it? Um, do you have some ridiculous thing that you're going to tell us, John, about? You, um, you, you take us over your thing and I'll get odds of my thing. I'm just popping up my odds here. Right, okay. So I, I'm looking at Benevento versus AC Milan. And that was this was one of the games that I thought, oh, maybe they'll get something out of it. I, really, I, I mean, we all like Benevento a lot. It's class. Right? Um, Red and yellow team. But their last two games have been really good. They, they, they're picking up points now. They started off the season getting grinding out draws against really good teams. So they got a draw against Juventus. They got a draw against Lazio. They got a draw against, I think it was uh, Inter at the time. It, it, so it was Juventus and Lazio with the two. Um, and then they beat Udinese and they beat Genoa 2-0, conceded no goals. In their, so their last three games at home have been a 2-0 win at Genoa, a one-each draw with Lazio and a one-each draw with Juventus. I think that Benevento could get something out of the game. And if you fancy the double chance odds of that, it's just over even money. You're getting seven to five for it. Um, 
So I, I think Benevento probably will get, uh, could get something out of that match if anyone wants to look for something a bit more. And if they fancy the full spice in this, 17-4 for Benevento to win. Okay, I the old firm. Yeah, Ibrox on Saturday. Providing they both start, of course, because Morelos has been in and out of the team. Morelos, I hate picking this because I'm a Rangers fan. I hate doing the Morelos card because I don't like betting negatively, but also I like money. Where it doesn't have to affect, <laughs> where it doesn't yeah. have to affect my team losing. Yeah. Morelos can get a yellow card. And I don't need to worry about it. Um, Morelos and Ayer, that'll be the guy that's Ayer will be the guy that's earmarked to mark him because it looks like Julian's going to be out injured, so it'll be Beaton or um, Shane Duffy that comes in to play alongside him because it looks like Celtic have been playing a back four recently, not the three five two that they were working with. Mm-hmm. Morelos and Ayer to be carded concerned they're going to be so close together the whole game and they will eventually get riled up it's 6-1 to one. I think it's really good Ayer was booked in his last trip to Ibrox Morelos was also booked in that game Morelos has also been booked in his last two old firms uh, I think it's there to be to be bet on I think 6-1 to one is really nice odds for that um, but I can't add Brown in because I don't know if Brown will start because Sorrow and Tumble have been playing well for Celtic in the last few games so it will be a I think if it was a crowd at Ibrooks, Brown would come straight back in to try and protect Sorrow and Turnbull from the first old firm. But this feels like a total different climate with no fans. Yeah. So you could probably use the two of them and not miss out too much. Um, so yeah, Morelos and Aya, I think, to get carded is is a pretty safe bet. I would maybe add Brown if he starts. What about uh, Duffy? No, nah, I don't think he got close enough to anyone. That's uh, did you did you see that another thing? I, I, when you mentioned Duffy, there have you ever seen the video of the boy chasing a bike? There's a brilliant video of a guy like that big fat guy chasing a bike, like come back here, and it's like someone had put that on Twitter. It's like what a ball over the top she's versus eh, <laughs> Shane Duffy's chasing it. <laughs> it's like, um, but yeah, he he. If if you have your strikers running at him. I, if you're putting balls over the top, I can see him making a rash challenge. Not getting sent off, but, you know, a yellow card, certainly. I, I might add a yellow card into that for, for everyone, but, John, you've been very good at these recently, so I will I will heed your word. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on anything else, goals, players to score, because I've, I've literally no idea how this game's going to go, because yeah. I haven't seen any Celtics last three games. Uh, the last game I've seen was Hearts, and by all accounts, it sounds like they've sorted some shit out of the back. Granted, they've played Kilmarnock, Dundee United and Ross County, teams they probably should beat and probably should keep clean sheets against, but it's hard to tell what they'll do. So I do think Morelos will start for Rangers. I do think Ayer will start for Celtic. I think the two of them will be at each other all game. I think 6-1 to one for both of them getting carded is a fucking tremendous bet. Really good bet to start your day. I'll, I'll only stick like a tenner on it because it'll get me to the three o'clocks with 70 quid. So I'll be quite happy with that. Nice. So I was going to talk about Friday um, because obviously everything is Saturday onwards. But the New Year's Day horse racing card at Cheltenham has been cancelled due to weather-related things. However, there is still darts um, happening on on New Year's Day where we have the quarterfinals of the World Championships. So I, uh, a few weeks back before before the tournament started, I tipped up two guys, James Wade and Gary Anderson, both at 33 to 1. Uh, James Wade is out despite having hit a nine-darter in the game against Stephen Bunting. So makes perfection and still goes out. Uh, but Gary Anderson, um, 33-1, is still going strong and he's improving as the tournament progresses. He got through a really tough game against Mensur Sulovic. He then whitewashed Devin Peterson in the last round 4-0. 
In the quarters, he faces Dirk van Dwevenboda, who is the only unseeded player left in the contest. So that is a very winnable match to get him through to a semi-final where he potentially would play Michael van Gerwen. Um, although van Gerwen should have gone out uh, to Joe Cullen in the last round. That was an, an incredible match of the arts, won in the very, very last sort of tie-break um, tie leg. Uh, shame for Joe Cullen, but he played brilliantly. But MVG is beatable this year. So I like... Uh, the 33 to 1 on Anderson. Um, and I, I'm quietly confident that I'll get some more mileage out of this bet. Uh, but there'll be a good a good run of uh, four, four fixtures on New Year's Day with those quarterfinals. I see when you were talking about Cheltenham there, I mm. thought you were going to say something like, so you went, oh, and the, the race at Cheltenham's cancelled. So I'm going to talk about Hexham or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what's happening at Red Car. <laughs> <laughs> the virtual dogs at William <laughs> Hill. <laughs> Yeah, if you get on it in nine minutes, there's a running. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have this week. And I think all those picks, I'm, I, I like the picks of this week. There's nothing apart from John's Dundee shout that I'm a wee bit kind of... I'm always wary. I'm always wary about these things around this time of year because you just don't know how players are going to react. They're going to go on a mad bender on New, you know, and, and hug me day. On and the batter. New, new Year's Day is a hungover. They're a mess. They're still tired in the second <laughs> of January. Like, there's no... You can't tell what's going to happen there, can you? So no. I always I always take these fixtures with a pinch of salt. Just just enjoy them. Let's hope um, these and the fact everyone's off work. <laughs> Get on it. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, join the Facebook group, uh, guys. Everyone that's listening to this, obviously, we have a Facebook group with a couple of hundred guys in it, all talking about various different uh, bets and different sports. Michael Stokes is always good with his rugby shouts. They've been they've been very good. Another winner for him. Weeks. Yeah, another another winner for Michael. So cheers for that and cheers for sharing. Um, and we get all sorts of chat about various different offers are pointed out from the bookmakers that are on and, and good things like that. It's also where we host our fantasy games. Uh, the Trample Bet Fantasy Draft League. Myself and Jason Stott lead the way with 36 points from 12 matches. Um, although we both play the two guys that have actually accumulated the most points in total. Not league points, but like, you know, fantasy football points. Because um, it's a head-to-head. Me, head me and John. Are you, he's yeah, absolutely, is not. It's Ben. It's Ben Grant and Ollie Hornby. So it's all, It's going to be a big week for Trample Bet Fantasy Draft matchups in the overall game. Um, we have a a thirty-five player league, the Trample Bet League. Scott Strang has jumped into first position for the first time this season, knocking Chris Jones off top spot. Although he still remains only ten points behind. Um, so so the leader is a thousand and eight points. So well done, Scott for being the first to get over a 1,000 points in the Trample Bet League. Am I still shiting both of those? You're certainly very bad in the, <laughs> uh, in the, in the overall game. Your second bottom, only our producer Gary Black, is worse. Uh, and that's because Gary only picked Scottish players <laughs> and didn't use any of his budget. <laughs> I like that. You've got to respect Gary's hustle there. That's... Brilliant. Donating a fiver to the eventual winner. Love it. Uh, obviously, we're on Patreon, um, and we'd, we'd love it if you join us on Patreon. So there's a Patreon app, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, um, where you can sign up to be a member of the Trampled Bet Club. It's about five or a month. Helps us with our lib sync costs, our hosting costs, um, and, and various other things. As a wee thank you for, for, for the work that we put in throughout the year, and it's very, very much appreciated. You get all sorts of good stuff. You get all the picks written down in a nice handy cheat sheet so you don't need to take notes. Uh, you can get access to the video of this recording as soon as we're finished. So as soon as we hang up, John uploads that. Um, you here get, for you. 
the, the unedited um, Zoom calls. So you get to see us all as well. <laughs> and there's, there's special edition episodes and various other things. So come be a part of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon. Yep, five pound a month. That's all that is. So in twenty twenty one, please join us so we can create more content. We'd really love to have you. That was the podcast. Have a good end to the year. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.